1: Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Uh, today, we have the offensive line coach at Morningside University, uh, Coach Jay Shalikti. I think I just pronounced that right after just a quick rundown. Um, coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Coach. Doing doing
0: well, enjoying being back in the office and uh, getting back to work.
1: Good, good. Um, I mean, Coach is coming off a very successful season. Um, but kind of before we get into any of that, um, How did you end up as the uh, offensive line coach at Morningside? Um, So getting the job here was a a connection. Uh, A a mentor
0: of mine had worked for our head coach here, Coach Ryan, Um, you know, in the early 2010s, uh, heard the job could be open, knew knew I was looking to leave my previous school, Um, you know, sent me a note, and uh, that was on a a Friday night. Uh, I sent my stuff in at probably about, like, midnight on a Friday night, and by uh, Monday morning, I'd had my first, my first phone interview. And, um, you know, I, I, I did not know anything about Morningside when I sent my stuff in. Outside, they had had a, a good year coming off the, their first national title in 18 and kind of just sent it on a whim. And, um, you know, my, my mentor put in good word, my recommendations put in good words. And, and then I just got it through, uh, you know, a couple, two good interviews, a good phone interview, a good in-person interview. And that got me here. But, Um, you know, thankfully it was uh, it happened because I've I've loved my time here and it's a special place.
1: Good. I mean, I want, I mean, success is an understatement. I mean, you guys have had, I mean, just one national title and just kind of, I mean, you've been pretty dang successful. You know, I mean, your offense has been turning very good passing offense. Um, and I kind of want to hit and we kind of talked. I want to hit on some O line stuff. Um, I mean, I know a couple things I see your offensive line. Floats between a two and a three point stance. Kind of, what is the kind of mythology there of when to be in a two, when to be in a three, and so forth?
0: Uh, So for us, we we start everything out with three point stance teaching wise. Um, You know, when when as my older guys, as guys go up through the program, they they earn the earn the opportunity to play out a two point stance, Um, and it's very situational for us. It's uh, hey, it's obvious passing down third and ten. Getting into two points, see what's going on, get your head up a little bit more, uh, you know, second and along. Um, they'll get their They'll get into it. Then, um, you know, we'll talk just more about situations you are in the football field and, and why to do it and when not to do it. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when a kid gets his license, just want to go fast. You know, as soon as a kid, I say, Hey, you can start working on your two point stance. He becomes every snap of practice is in a two-point stance, and that's not the way we want to do it. We want to play in a three-point stance because um, we want to run the football. But um, it's very situational and just education ed- educating our guys about what situations make sense, what situations don't make sense, and then the why is always big here.
1: Okay. Now, I mean, how? And my other part uh, question, what that is? I I mean. I noticed that you guys are extremely um, off the ball offensive line wise, almost, I mean, for for a very spread passing heavy team. I mean, it's almost, it looks almost like wing T-ish at times. I mean, because you are back as, I mean, generally as physically far back as humanly possible. I mean, what is the mythology there for your run and pass game? So we, we, if we're not getting worn
0: three to four times a game to move up my tackles, I'm, we're not doing it right is the way we like to think about it around here. Um, and and for pass game, because we're a vertical set team, it makes them chase space. It gives us a bubble from the defense. Um, and we like that space. We make them chase it. There's not interior seams for them to attack. We, we always think out and around. So it's very helpful that way. And then in our run game, a lot of our first steps are our lateral first steps or even attacking first steps so it just you know we'll lose ground on outside zone but our inside zone and our power stuff that first step is lateral we don't get beat on angles because we're giving ourselves leverage because we're you know taking that full amount off the ball um you know we don't have to drop or bucket step is the old old school term um to gain leverage on guys because we gained it by being off the ball that far
1: okay and, and I, that's kind of what I thought with a lot of it but it just kind of just double check because again you see a lot of heavy passing teams they'll they'll be back a little bit but they're not I mean you guys I, I will say push the limit on on depth as, as I've kind of watched film the past um week or so of certain stuff I mean when, when you're starting and we'll start with pass pro first just I mean, because it's the easier one of the two to talk about. I mean, where do you kind of start every year with Pass Pro? I mean, especially with you being such a vertical set team. So we, we we start with there's there's two
0: drills we do and and we talk about them. One is 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 we call grid sets. Um, you know, we go five guys across, um, and then first team and then you know, five another five yards, second our second group, another five yards or third group, another set you know, fourth, fourth group, um, and, and basically we just work pattern movements. Um, we're starting in our three-point stances. I'm going to, you know, say a pattern, two kicks, two powers, and they're going to mirror it, two kicks, two powers. Um, that's the fir- very first pass pro, pass pro drill we will do in fall camp, just to get them comfortable with those movements, being under control, good center of gravity, good base, you know, where your hands are at, um, I'm teaching all that. And then my assistant line coach is walking around as well. We're, we're being really anal about the details um, during that in terms of body position, um, you know, balance and all those things. Um, and then we go to a drill we call DTL. Uh, basically, we get horizontal on the field. We use the vertical line. So the, the 10 yard line, the 15 yard line, we're coming off the sideline. We set our outside foot on that line and we kick back three kicks, just matching a tempo of a, you know, of a ghosty defender or just a rabbit. And then the widest we get is our inside foot on that line. And then we're just learning how to match tempo. We're learning how to get out of a stance and go quick. Um, And no matter how wide a guy is, we're not kicking out to him. We're just going to kick back on our line as we call it. Um, and, And that is, that's, that's how we start our guys. Uh, are those two drills are really the the root of everything we do in in our in our drop back pass pro game and um, and and whatnot.
1: Okay, now that, that makes it. Now, I mean, how much do you have to um, work on in terms of pass pro for, from because you get all kinds of shapes, sizes as you recruit kids and offenses. So how, how much from scratch, what are common things you have to fix passport-wise fundamentally with kids as you bring them in? So with,
0: with us being in, in, you know, northwest Iowa, you know, there's not a lot of high school teams around here that throw the football. There's a couple big town teams around here that throw the football. Most kids are, you know, power I or, you know, wing T guys or option guys. So um, really for us, it starts with teaching footwork um you know getting dives doing ladders doing line hops just to get better feet a lot of our guys come in with heavy feet because all they've been doing are, are down, down blocking for four years um we start there and then um really from there it's it's explaining body position and patience um a big phrase we use is you reach your beat i mean a lot of these a lot of our young guys hey i want to get hands on i want to lock them up right away if you reach it's like giving a it's like d-line cat you put your hands out they're going to do all the new aaron Donald hand fighting technique you know all that stuff you see all those videos on instagram guys doing all those cool hand fighting stuff you reach your beat and so we want them to chase 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 space we win with our feet and you reach your beat are really kind of our two phrases that we use and we just try to drill that into them and and and, and block with patience
1: okay now, another thing I should have asked earlier, which I'll just swing back to now is, I mean, why are you a vertical set team? I mean, there's, there's, there's several ways you can set, obviously, but why is that y'all's preference and how you set, um, is it, is it just because of the type of kids you get? Is it the ease of the technique? Is it the South offense? Why is that your kind of your guys' choice of?
0: So I inherited it, um, Coach Ryan, our head coach, is a was an old line coach at Ottawa in Ottawa, Kansas, back in the day, um, and they've been vertical sense, set since they, he took over here, you know, in two thousand one, two thousand two, and so I was coming from more of a a pro style dish set team um, at my previous school, so that's what I knew knew really well. I knew a little bit of vertical set, um, and then when I got here, Coach Ryan and I sat down and met for a couple of days. Basically he went through how he used to teach it. And at the end he's like, you can't teach it like me. You need to update it. Cause I'm teaching you like it's 2000. Um, and so we do it that way really cause we don't want to give up sacks. We don't want to give up interior seams. Um, and we just want to play simple and play fast. And so if if I have teaching my guys, everything's out and around. So in vertical set, you're literally trying to force everything out and around. Um, our quarterbacks know the climb in the pocket. It, it, it's just kind of all fits together for what we want to do. When you're when you're teaching dish setting, is it an A set? Is it a B set? Is it a C set? It changes by each drop you're using. Whereas vertical set, you know, is it a is it a two kick or is it a jump set? If our quick game is more jump set kind of stuff, our drop back game is we're going to kick out of there. It's just all about being more simple so we can play fast because, um, you know, like you said, you were watching some of our games. When we get going, you can kind of see it in the TV copy, we get going pretty fast and we want to play fast, and that's where we're most comfortable. So I think it really evolved out of wanting to play fast and be more simple.
1: Okay. Was a good, Coach. Now, kind of continuing with there is, I mean, when you talked about jump setting, kick setting, how do you work those various things at, and, and kind of what in what order of importance do you kind of place on those? So I work our drop back, our base protection stuff every day. We do that, that
0: DTL, that down the line drill every single day, whether we're in pads, you know, full pads, shells, just helmets, or walkthrough. We're going to do it every single day. Um, our jump set stuff, we work when we install it in fall camp, and then it's a once a week deal for us uh, during the season, You know, typically a, a Tuesday or Wednesday pre-practice period Uh, Just a five minute, hey, jump set, work off the reaction, treat everything like you're bobbed up um, and just, you know, quick jump set uh, and then work reaction off of it. It's a one day a week thing Um, because we're such a heavy RPO team. We don't have to do jump setting a lot. we are run blocking most of the time on a lot of our quick stuff. Um, But we do have to work it probably once a week. But our drop back stuff, I work every day, no matter what we're doing. That's an everyday drill for us.
1: Okay. Um, and you kind of continuing with, with that as well from a, a past pro pr- perspective. Um, and I didn't look closely enough when I was watching your film. So was, I'll just ask it how much stance wise, especially with the, the two point, I mean, the three points pretty general stance wise. Typically, O linemen get a little more flexible when they're in a two. How much do you give them freedom stance wise for comfortability compared to rigidness and uniformity?
0: Um, so I teach a general way to get into a stance and then I tell them you have to adjust off of it to what's comfortable. Um, and, and so general rule of thumb for my tackles, it is, it is toed, you know, back foot, toe to heel of the front foot. Um, the width of your stance is based off your body. If you're yeah. a wide hip guy, it's going to be wide. If you're a narrow hip guy, you might deepen that, that foot up a little bit. Um, and then from there, it's a squat straight down. And then you put your basically your hand that's going down is where your outside eye would fall if it fell out of your eye socket. Um, I took that from Drew Nystrom. Uh He's more in your neck of the woods. Uh, he's the head, he's the interim head coach John Carroll. Um, you know he's he's been my big O line mentor. Um, he's at University of Dubuque before there, and, and Drew I was is a very good there.
1: guy. He he he's done a couple stuff for me, and I've gotten him on our state clinic as well. So I mean Drew's a Drew's a fantastic guy. Um, yeah, he's he's where I took almost all my O-line stuff except for vertical set.
0: from. Um, he's my he's my foundation. And so um, that I took from him. And then basically our two point stance is like we just don't put your hand down for the three point stance. That's that's how I teach it. And then we when we work it, we walk around I'm just trying to find, hey, is that comfortable? If the guy says no, I'm like, well, then keep tweaking. And if I don't like your tweak, we'll talk about it. And we'll find a We'll find a happy meeting. Yeah. very individualized once I teach the progression of how to get into a stance.
1: Okay. Now, I mean, kind of what does a, a typical uh, practice look like for you for you as an offensive line coach?
0: So we, uh, we typically give about 10 minutes of pre-practice work in. Um, you know, quarterbacks getting loose. My guys are out there at least 15 minutes before every practice unless you got class. Um, they do hurdles and legs, you know, leg swings, get the hips loosened up every day. And then they also do ladders. We got ladders in our line bag with your feet, get our feet warmed up every day. Pre-practice, we'll do the, D, the DTL drill on air, just kind of get loose. And then we'll do one of our run game, uh, step punch drive drills on air, just get our run game feet going. Um, and then usually the first five minutes, we do a drill, you know, we call it fit progression. Um, you know, Fit and drive, fit and redirect, uh, fit and replace next five minutes then we'll go to a quick pass game you know uh indie period uh and then we'll come together for our uh our install period and then after that we'll come back and we'll go to uh, what i call a fix it period so anything from the day before we need to fix or we're if it's a tuesday and we're installing against a team that likes to run a lot of interior games we'll just slow down and talk through work through those games Um, you know, how we need to pick them up and run or pass game. And then the last 10 minutes before we go to our, uh, you know, we call it concentration, but it's like full speed on air walkthrough. um, We'll do twist pickup. So we'll do pods of two, pass game, twist pickup. And we do that five to 10 minutes every single day. Um, No matter what, we're going to do twist pickup DTL every single day. And it's just whatever pattern I can think of, you know, in out spin whatever moves I give them we're doing it we're just working our two man you know twist pickup and then that takes us right into all of our team stuff.
1: All right, now I mean I mean kind of, now you mentioned the ladder there. Why I mean because I've heard some people say ladder. I've heard some people say bags. Why is the the ladder the kind kind of the thing to fire up the feet?
0: Um, I I, I like the ladder because it it's hard to get bored because there's a bunch of different combinations you can do. Um, And it's hard to jump rope with pads on. I think, I think jumping rope is very underrated for big guys Um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, it is really, really good, especially if you can do it in spurts, you don't just do it for, you know, 10, 20 minutes at a time. It's a good hard five minutes, take a break, come back. Um, And two, it it sucks. And if a kid will buy in and do it um, in the off season, and, you know, before or after lifting and whatever, it sucks. It's, it's, a, it's, it's not fun for big guys. Um, there's a level of that where we're building toughness and work ethic. Uh, I think that's important as well. Um, you know, being an offensive lineman is is not a, a position. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's who you are. It's, a, it's that, that important, and that's the way I look at it. Um, so that's just another piece to it. But I'm not going to ask guys to jump rope with, you know, pants on or knee braces on or that. So we can get ladders out and we can do quick feet on ladders, one in a hole, two in a hole, icky shuffle, you know, lateral, um, you know, one in, two out, stuff like that. And I think it's I – I like it a lot.
1: Okay. Now, now, kind of, I mean, we kind of hit on some of the passport stuff and it's kind of hit into the run game stuff. I mean, when, you, when you're – what's your kind of – I mean, what variations of pulling do you guys do? And then kind of what is your progression through that? So we, we have three pulls. Um, we have
0: just a flat open pull that we use on our pin and pull stuff, uh, get out wide, um, you know, for, for wing T guys, it, you know, might consider it more of a trap pull, um, you know, uh, rip, rip with the open, with the inside leg, uh, rip the backside hand through kicking out. Um, then we do a, we do a skip pull. That's our base pull and our power stuff is a, is a skip pull. And then we have started to do a little bit of North Dakota State's square pull that they run a gap power with um just as a variation on some of our our a gap our a gap power even our our six man power stuff to help keep our shoulders square a little bit with some of our young guys because i got some young guys that like to drift right now and um you know keeping shoulders and hips square is one of our seven fundamental rules of football um as coach ryan would say and 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 we've gone to that a little bit so our progression for it is we're going to start. It's an eight cone drill. You set up you're mirrored, um, you know, you're pulling left, you're working a kick out on a bag. You, you've got two guys going simultaneously. Uh, we'll start with the skip pull um, just to see in fall camp for the young guys who can do it and older guys, who's a little rusty. Um, you know, we don't do much of it in the summer. We're working a bunch of our other fundamentals in the summer. I, I can get, pulling fixed in fall camp. That's not an issue. Um, once we go through that probably two times each way, we'll go to open, pull and kick. We just work the kick, um, you know, pull right, hit, right, digging it out, um, uh, pull left, hit left. Um, and, and really as we talk about that, it's, you know, and if you're in a left-handed stance pulling to the right, um, you know, we talk about that inside arm, you know, open the refrigerator, um, you know, rip through with the the backside hand, punch low, and then as you're coming down the line, you're hugging it. If you're pulling right, you're fitting your right shoulder on whatever defender you're kicking or or or
1: pulling wide on. Okay. Now, I can, I kind of I've asked this in a couple alignment I've talked to recently, alignment coaches, not alignment. I mean, what does a typical like week look like for you from? When the game, the, your Saturday game ends to the following Saturday, next game starts. So, what my week typically
0: looks like, I'm I also have film duty here. So, post game, um, making sure our, you know, last year we had a couple part time guys that had just got done playing, so they would they would uh, put the huddle info in for me, and then I would I would cut it on, on on Saturday night, just get it up, so I don't have to wake up at the crack dawn on Sunday and get that done. Um, Sunday morning, I'm finishing breakdown. Um, I, I, do almost all of our breakdown for our offense, uh, everything besides coverage and, and formations. Um, but I got front stunt blitz stuff. And so I got to finish that up. Um, and I start building our scouting reports on Sunday. We'll come together. We'll meet as a staff. We watch the game. We don't grade here. We don't give a percentage plus minus. We just go through and, um, you know, if there's things we got correct, we mark the clip. I write down what the correction is try to keep it less than 20 clips for a game unless it's really bad. Then we'll, we'll go higher. Um, that's about two o'clock on a Sunday. Uh, we'll go have dinner over we'll team meeting at seven o'clock on Sunday. You know, get into our indie meeting by eight, watch it with the kids. They're out within about a half hour, maybe a little longer. If I got some funny stuff to show or, you know, Sunday night football's on, it's a good game. We'll watch it as a position group for a little bit. Mondays, our kids have a lift and, 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 and we'll run in the afternoons. We'll, we'll do our scouting report meeting. We're doing, as coaches, we are doing um, all day, watching formations. I have most of the run game planned out because I'm working a week ahead at all times. So I'm just going through my notes on Monday. What do I really like? Wow, that was a really bad idea. It must have been Thursday night when I was doing this. And I'm sleep deprived and I need a cheeseburger. Um, You know, and then we'll meet on all Monday morning for that, kind of put a rough plan together, do the same thing on Tuesday morning, refine it further, have practice Tuesday. Wednesday morning is is more of a, you know, red zone goal line, you know, plus 50 going in day for us. Um, Point of emphasis, I'm making sure our our heavy packages are where I want them to be in terms of personnel and what we have in for the week. You know, Thursday is kind of clean it up. Um make sure our plan is good. You know, it's a lighter practice for us, no special teams. Friday is get to sleep in a little bit, go get a cup of coffee, fancy cup of coffee on Friday morning, put together our wristband, make sure we're squared away there. Game plans done. Um, you know, got a quick walkthrough, half an hour, uh, travel if we need to. And then we're, you know, haze in the barn and we're we gaming on Saturday. So um Most, yeah, most of my stuff, run game-wise, I'm a week ahead. So by the time I get to Monday, I'm more crossing things off a list than this is the first time I'm seeing it.
1: Okay. Now also, I mean, on your Saturday, what does a typical pregame look like for you and your offensive line?
0: So our our kind of pregame routine, we're the last group out. So the receivers come out, they do their own thing. Uh, Skill kids come out, they do their own thing. Specialists have been out, you know, forever trying not to get yelled at by the officials for kicking into everybody. Um, O-line, D-line come out. We go through a a, a, a dynamic warm-up with everybody. And then all I do is we partner up on the end line, and we're going inside zone right, inside zone left, outside zone right, outside zone left. Uh, Down block, two down blocks. We flip it around. We do that DTL drill just with partners twice, once normal, just ghost it. Second time worth a counter move, some kind of get them moving a little bit, and that's it. Here we go. Um, then we go into our team segment because when we're doing that, they're doing the skill guys doing seven on seven um, because they've already done their indie before our dynamic. Then we go to team. Our, our first group runs six plays, our second group runs four plays, and we're out. Basically, I'm telling those guys, I'm doing these things, make sure our steps we feel good. You gotta make sure you're getting loose before we run you out in the field and through the dynamic. If you need a little extra stretch while the other group's going, find a trainer or, or do what you gotta do. You know your body best. You know what you have to do. to Get ready. I don't. I don't need to
1: tell you that. Okay, that's perfect, Coach. That's the first time I think I've heard the seven on seven while O line does Edney, like in at least from a description standpoint. Um, kind of. I mean, kind of one of the other questions I've, I've been asking O line coaches is: is what is your favorite O line drill?
0: My favorite O-line drill is is the twist pickup drill I was telling you about. Um, I think you can learn a lot about a kid by watching him do that drill. Um, you're going to figure out, is he using his eyes? Does he know how to use his eyes? Um, does he have good feet? Does he have bad feet? Uh, will he play nasty and, and all that? And, and, and the reason that is, is you got no idea what's coming at you. And you just have to set and trust your rules and you got to trust your eyes. And if you set right, you do it right. You got it. If not, you'll get got it's, it's the simplicity of that, that two man drill that is my favorite drill during practice. And I can tell whether we're going we're to have a good day or bad day by our level of intensity and our effort on that drill doesn't mean it's a live drill, but if we're lazy with our feet and our hands and all that stuff during, during twist, I'll literally stop the drill, look at them say, boys, we're not having a good day right now. We need to wake up. Otherwise, oh, it's going to be a really long day. And I think we're a hundred percent efficiency on. If it picks up, we we don't have a bad day. If it doesn't, it's not been a good day of practice.
1: Okay, no, that's perfect, Coach. Now, now, what is your kind of progression to teaching that drill, for, especially for new guys coming in? So, when when we get to the young guys, I try to
0: keep to two or three different patterns. I just want the basic stuff. I want and, and, and i will often not even have guys twist so it turns into two guys doing that dtl drill side by side and then i'll add in a twist and then the next time i'll have them twist the opposite way and that's the start and once they're comfortable with those kind of three then that's when i start mixing in the crazier stuff um that's where i start it um sometimes i'll just drop them in and say hey you, the young guys go, you know, second or third behind my older guys. A big part for me is if you're not in, you're watching. Like, I don't mind if you guys strong about, hey, I'm going to go see Top Gun tonight or whatever behind you. We're all linemen. The goofier we are, the better we are. Right? It's just the way, it's the rule of the old line. But you got to be locked in. So you got to learn from the guys in front of you. Most, most males, according to our head coach, he does a lot of reading, he's a really smart guy. Males are visual learners. Yeah. They, do, they do better when they can see things happen, even if they're not doing it, um, than me telling them what to do. So we do so much walk through, slow down. If, if we miss a guy and miss a, a twist pickup, I'll reload it. We'll walk through at 50%, and I'll stand on the other side, and I'll watch their eyes and hands and figure out, okay, where did we miss? And we'll go back and say, okay, this is where your eyes need to be. This is where your hands need to be at 50%. We'll reload it. We'll go full speed. Hopefully we get it. If not we'll rinse and repeat, we'll slow it down and then go fast again. So if we're having a bad day, we're not going very fast through the drill, but we're going to get things right. We're going to fix it and, and, and get everyone on the right page.
1: Okay. I have two more questions for you, coach. Um, kind of, I mean, first of all, how, how in depth or detailed for your guys, do you break down, um, pass rush in terms of techniques like I I know some guys get super into it and go over like every little move and other guys it's kind of is it high hat low hat and this is the type of rush you'll get kind of how in depth do you get with and break down pass rushes with your alignment so the way I do it is and I give my guys a piece of ownership in it so I'm talking
0: to a lot of my guys top games okay how do they tip off their games are they in double threes and double fives you know, is it when they are tilted? Is one guy back, one guy forward? I'm talking big picture things with them. I asked my, 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 my first group and my second group, hey, instead of giving you a quiz during the week, as some people do, whether it's on Huddle or all the apps they've created these days, I have them, you know, if, you, if, if my left towel was matched up on, on number 30 for them, hey, on Wednesday, stick your head in during the day and tell me what 30s moves are. You get film on Monday night. You got Monday night, Tuesday, and, and Wednesday. Tell me what they are. And I'll have a couple notes down. And if our notes are way off, I know he's he's BSing me. If if there's some crossover, I'll feel good about it. And so I give them ownership to go, hey, learn about your matchup and figure it out. And my guys love that because every other position group on our team has quizzes that they have to do on Tuesday Wednesday nights. My guys just got to watch their matchup, watch what they're looking for and they just got to come talk to me about it.
1: Okay. And then my last question for you, uh, Coach, is, I mean, do you have any advice for uh, high school line coaches that are trying to develop at least proficient uh, pass blockers?
0: Uh, feet. develop feet. And, you know, in, in 2019, my right guard was five foot eight, 240 pounds. He was the meanest SOB you've ever met on a football field. The nicest guy. He's a, he's a ninth-grade English teacher teaching Shakespeare now. He is one of the greatest, nicest people you've ever met, but he had the best feet. And so as you're working pass pro, if you can get their feet and get them to be to the right spot, you will at worst case have a lot of ties. And in pass pro, a tie is a win. So work on developing feet and then get eyes right. As long as they get their eyes to the right spot and their feet are moving, they're okay. Your punch may be off. You might not be very strong. You know, you could have a kid who's six foot 180 mean shoot if lebron can take a charge in the nba on a little guy a little guy can take a charge in a football game against a big guy but if your feet and eyes are in the right spot you're okay and just spend a crap ton of your time making sure eyes are right and kids will move their feet if they'll move their feet a lot of good things will happen on the o-line i can guarantee that
1: i've heard coach coaches um his twitter uh handle be in the bio make sure you give coach a follow um so that's the least we can do. Like, share, subscribe, all that lovely jazz. Um, check out our sponsor, Coach Pad. That stuff's in the bio. Um, otherwise, that's another episode of the Gap Down Backer podcast. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate the time.